Hello, JT Media Podcast. This is Thomas Tate here for weekly update number 13. Uh, Jack is currently sick, so we're not able to record a complete, uh, you know, normal JT Media episode, but I'm going to be coming at you with the weekly update. Uh, we're just going to kind of go over some of the main headlines for the NFL, then some EPL results for soccer, and then we're going to go over the playoff picture for the MLB. So, starting off with the NFL, uh, the Antonio Brown saga, this is one of the more interesting things that have happened, and honestly, if it was going to be from anybody, it would be from Antonio Brown. Um, so, this kind of starts back a little bit. Um, he was in France for his birthday, uh, went into one of the cryogenic, the, the, the cold chambers, uh, and he didn't wear the proper feet protection, so his feet got bad frostbite. Uh, you can find the pictures online. It is horrific. Um, so they, Tony Brown gets that non-football injury. Raiders are understandably upset. He's going to miss some time in training camp, but that's just an injury. They can deal with that. Just a couple days after, it comes out that he has been livid about the NFL's new Heller rules for player safety. It is not a selfish financial thing. It is that they are trying to protect players. Uh, to you know, increase popularity of the league, get kids back in it again, uh, that whole deal. And they just, Antonio Brown decides that he doesn't want to wear a new regulation helmet. He says that it uh, blocks some of his vision when he's trying to make a catch. And instead, he is uh, threatening to retire should the NFL not let him wear uh, his choice of helmet. So this has resulted in him now kind of doing a holdout except not for a contract, uh, which we'll get into in a second with a couple other players in the NFL. He is uh, holding out for a helmet um, instead of just doing whatever. He's not the only player in the league that's been affected by this. There's many others that have just quietly switched over. He's the only person that's had a public issue with the rule. And right now it is being, uh, I believe the decision is actually being made by a private uh, arbitrator. Not um, not in, in a working with the NFL. Um, that's this, this whole situation is insane. Uh, the Raiders must be laughing their heads off right now, looking at how this whole situation has unfolded. And honestly, it reminds me a lot of what Terrell Owens would do uh, back when he was uh, in his playing days. Uh, I feel like Antonio Brown is kind of the uh, new version of him. Uh, he's an excellent. He's one of the most incredible talents that at receiver in the history of the league, but these kind of uh, personal outbursts are just, you know, they're, they're questionable on how it's like, that how stable he is. Um, I think it'll be interesting to see how this ends up playing out. I doubt he retires. Um, I don't think that he is in, I don't think he is in the same position where he forces his way out of Pittsburgh and goes through all that and goes through all the beating up in the media. And then goes to Oakland where he you know wanted to be and then uh, retire so I don't, I don't think that happens but you know we'll continue to move on we'll monitor the situation as it continues to develop but the more holdout news uh, Melvin Gordon his holdout has no end in sight uh, Austin Eckler and Justin Jackson's value in fantasy leagues uh, continue to rise but Melvin Gordon is actually in the final year of his contract so he does need a new contract he is a very good running back, has just had some injury concerns, and he's a big part of the Chargers offense, but he's not a 
he's not the kind of player that is hard to replace. Justin Jackson and Austin Eckler uh, can kind of fill that role a little bit. Uh, and I have confidence that they can do it. Uh, they were good when he was injured last year. They're both young and developing. So I feel like this holdout may end up being similar to the Le'Veon Bell situation, but I do see it getting resolved at some point in the season uh, with either Gordon deciding to prove that he needs a new contract and have an amazing year, or the Chargers saying, hey, we'll pay you, and they sort of reach an agreement. Uh, but one that I don't know, one that I'm not you know, even sure about is Ezekiel Elliott holdout in Dallas. Uh, he has said he does not plan on playing until he's given an extension, uh, but he still has two years left on his deal. He's still on his rookie contract. He was a top five pick, so he's making, he's already made a ton of money. Uh, the Cowboys are concerned about paying Dak Prescott and Amari Cooper. And Jerry Jones has said, Jerry and Stephen Jones have said that they have made generous offers to all three, uh, making them in the top five uh, you know, rankings of salary at each of their positions uh and that's vague we don't really know what that could mean that could mean you know it escalates up to that with benefits and it's not actually a lot of guaranteed money but in any event Mark cooper and dak are both in uh contract years they both need to be paid again uh or they're off the team ezekiel Elliott is still under team control for two years um so i i don't know how the situation could unfold i think it depends on how the cowboys and uh, obviously depends on how the Cowboys and Elliott's camp uh, start to interact. Should Elliott and the Cowboys start to drive farther apart, I can see this resulting in a trade uh, where he gets traded to a worse uh, team. I can't even think of any off the top of my head. Maybe we'll discuss it at a later date, but you know, he could be moved. Um, and I think that would be interesting. I don't know what kind of return they would get for Ezekiel Elliott, but there's also the potential that they just don't pay him, and they tell him to prove it. And I think that's probably the most likely option, is that they tell Elliot to come back, say, prove us again that you are the focal point of our offense and that we can trust to pay you. I think a part of this is that he, like Antonio Brown, has had the off-season struggles, uh, you know, the trouble with the law, uh, obviously his entire career. Um, so I think that'll be a big part of whether or not he ends up actually getting the mega contract that he wants. Uh, so that, that pretty much concludes what we have for the NFL. We're saving the rest of the preseason recaps and analysis on some of the uh, standout players that could end up making a uh, breakout this season. Uh, we're going to save that for when Jack can get back later this week. Uh, we're going to let him heal up. But now we're going to go to a message from Jack that was recorded, and uh, we will go into our soccer and Major League Baseball segments. So the EPL, uh, English Premier League League, season started uh, Friday night uh, with Liverpool versus Norwich City and then continued throughout the weekend uh, through Saturday and Sunday, as it usually does. Uh, we're just going to quickly go over some of those results, take a look at the early table after one week. And, you know, there's some interesting results, uh, some good showings from certain teams. Uh, and some really poor ones from other ones. Uh, we'll, we'll get into that right now. So, Liverpool beats Norwich City 4-1. It was a complete domination. Um, they showed that they are capable of winning a league in that game. But once again, it was only one game, and things can change. There's 38 weeks, and easily one, you know, in the long run, that one game might not end up particularly mattering. Uh, it kind of depends on that, what kind of form they hit towards midseason. But 
we'll continue on. Uh, Crystal Palace drew with Everton, uh, 0-0. Uh, Watford lost to Brighton, 3-0. Bournemouth and Sheffield United tied 1-1. Burnley beat Southampton, 3-0. Man City beat West Ham, 5-0. I think that's pretty disappointing from West Ham. Uh, Tottenham beat Aston Villa, 3-1. Uh, Leicester and Wolves tied 0-0, and Newcastle lost to Arsenal 1-0. I'm surprised at the closeness of that result. And I think my most surprising result was uh, Man United beating Chelsea 4-0. I was not expecting Man United to do that, as a Man United fan. Uh, I was expecting Chelsea to put up at least a little bit more of a fight, but Man United looked very good the whole game. Uh, Goals from Daniel James, uh, two from Marcus Rashford. And I think one from Martial. I'm not sure off the top of my head. Uh, one from Daniel James, one from Martial, and two from Marcus Rashford, including a excellent penalty. Uh, next week, uh, going into the next match week, the games include, in chronological order, uh, Arsenal versus Burnley, Southampton versus Liverpool, Brighton versus West Ham, Everton versus Watford, Norwich City versus Newcastle, Aston Villa versus Bournemouth, Man City versus Tottenham. Sheffield United versus Crystal Palace, Chelsea versus Leicester, and Wolves versus Man United. Uh, I think these are all going to be really good games next week, too. Uh, some really interesting ones, including Man City and Tottenham and Chelsea and Leicester, uh, and even Wolves versus Man United. Uh, so we're going to start getting into the uh, early stages of the season here and seeing how it'll unfold. Uh, currently, the top six is Man City, obviously all on goal difference. It is Man City 1, Man United 2. Liverpool 3, Brighton 4, Burnley 5, and Tottenham 6. Arsenal coming in just behind at 7. And in the relegation zone right now is, obviously off of goal difference, is West Ham at 20, Chelsea at 19, and Watford at 18. And obviously, this doesn't actually mean that much because this is one week. Um, As we get further into the season, I doubt that Chelsea and West Ham, and even Watford, will be in the relegation zone. Excuse me. Uh, it's their their teams are too good to not, uh, to be down there, uh, so I think those teams will obviously go back up. I think Sheffield United will drop a little bit, and you know I think it'll start to align more to what Jack and I have as our predictions for this season, which you can check out as our last episode in our feed. Uh, and now we'll move into Major League Baseball as we m- near the middle of August, uh, getting closer and closer to playoff time at, at every game passes. Uh, In the NL, we'll start there. The division winners are the Chicago Cubs, the LA Dodgers, and Atlanta Braves. Uh, The Dodgers have won Braves 2, Cubs 3. And currently in the wild card, it is the Washington Nationals and the St. Louis Cardinals, uh, with teams such as Milwaukee half a game back, the Mets a game back, Philadelphia one and a half games back, and Arizona two and a half games back as the closest teams to breaking into that wild card. And now we move into the AO, where there is a tie for the Central Division winner between Cleveland and Minnesota at 71-47, and 47, uh, with Houston and New York, uh, the New York Yankees, tied for the first seed in the AL. Uh, and the, and the wild card is the runner-up to the Cleveland-Minnesota tiebreaker, and then Tampa Bay with Oakland a game back. And the next closest is actually Boston at seven games back. Um, so it's, it's a pretty tight race uh, for the main wildcard spots in the AL and a pretty uh, tight race in the NL as well, uh, going even further down into four or five teams that are still in the mix. 
Um, I think that'll be really interesting to follow. I think Philadelphia definitely has the potential. Uh, same with New York, uh, with the Mets. And even the Brewers, I think pretty much every team that's close has the potential to break through. Uh, and you know that still, there's still a month, so it'll be interesting to, interesting to follow, and we'll continue to give updates as the situation develops. So that pretty much concludes uh, weekly update number 13 uh, here by myself while Jack is out on a sick day. Um, I appreciate you guys listening. You can check us out on our Instagram at the JT Media Podcast. Same thing on Twitter. Uh, appreciate you checking us out today. And uh, this has been the JT Media Podcast, your source for the latest in sports news.